Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D. is aware that many of his updates in recent weeks and months have felt heavy and intense to the listener. So in today's update, he takes a minute to regroup and ask the Holy Spirit to comfort us and fill us with renewed faith and bravery. All we can do in these tumultuous times is turn to the Lord and stand strong. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 12, 2021. So he just pushes the reset button because all the wiring's been done, all the computers are in place, all the technology's in place, the system's already in place. We have the We've already crashed the economy. Not too bad. You gotta, you gotta give them that. This is uh, they're pretty thorough, and it's working. And it's met with, and you'll forgive me for saying it like this, but it's met with a satanic success because that's what it is. This is satanic. In the book of Daniel. And in the book of Revelation, we have this description of this beast. And the imagery is terrifying concerning this specific prophecy. If I could trouble you to join me again in Daniel, this time chapter 7. I want to begin reading in verse 2. Daniel spoke, saying, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. And, verse 3, four great beasts came up from the sea, each different from the other. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man, and a man's heart was given to it. And suddenly another beast, a second, verse 5, like a bear, it was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, Arise! devour much flesh. After this I looked, and there was another, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this, verse 7, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and 
terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I was considering the horns, verse 8, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man. Hang on to that one. And a mouth speaking pompous words. Let's go to Revelation chapter 13. I want to begin reading in verse 1. John, by the Holy Spirit, is writing this vision, this revelation. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon, this is Satan, gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And verse 3, I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So, verse 4, they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And, verse 5, he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months, that's three and a half years. Then verse 6, he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. Oh, you might want to ask Belshazzar about that one. It was granted to him, verse 7, to make war with the saints. We affectionately refer to them as the tribulation saints, and to overcome them. And authority was given him over, and I want you to listen very carefully to this, every tribe, tongue, and nation, every nation, all the nations, all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Okay, bear with me please. I'm going to show you an image that came from a member I, I received several 
emails about this. But before I do, I, I just, I want to pray. Would you join with me? And can we just pray, please? Father in heaven, uh, just the heavy intensity of that which we're looking at today in this prophecy update is such that we just have to stop and come to you and ask of you as only you can by the power of the Holy Spirit to comfort us, encourage us, and strengthen us. Lord, I pray that what I'm about to share will have the much needed effect of not terrifying us, but really drawing us closer to you. As James said, if we draw near to you, you draw near to us. We want it said of us that in him, in her, is the spirit of the holy God of heaven. We want it said of us. There's nothing extraordinary about them. Oh, I know why. It's because they've been with Jesus. Jesus, if there was ever a time that we needed you, that time is now. Because I know that the enemy is all about giving us a spirit of fear, but you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of a, and, and power, the power of the Holy Spirit, and of a sound mind, a disciplined mind. So Lord, we would just ask that for all, that you would just go before us, because we know that if you are for us, Romans 8, <laughs> no thing or no one can be against us. So Lord, thank you for that. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So Lord, thank you that we have that and we have you as we see evil waxing worse seemingly with each passing day. Thank you, Jesus. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Maybe some of you have heard about this or seen this. I do want to warn you, though, it's pretty intense. I'm going to show you an image. It's a photo of a statue that was recently erected at the United Nations headquarters in New York. Note how that the feet look like that of a bear and its mouth like that of a lion, and also that it looks like a dragon and has what appears to be, as Daniel writes, the eyes of a man. This is a beast, a sculpture of a beast that they have placed in, of all places, the headquarters of the United Nations, all nations. I first heard about it when a member in South Australia, of all places, sent it to me last week. She writes, Hi Pastor J.D., I'm Pamela from South Australia and watch you online every week with my daughter Angeline. 
It is because of your ABCs of salvation, she too is now born again at 18 years of age. I praise the Lord for that. Anyway, I'm sending some pics that I believe show that we are another step closer to going home. As the UN headquarters at the Plaza Visitors Center has this huge statue, it's like it's in our faces. The words of peace and security also mentioned. Looking forward to your next service, that's this one. Lord willing, also praying for you and your family. God bless you and keep looking up. And boy, am I. Pictured here is a post on Twitter. This comes from the United Nations with a photo of this beast. And here's a quote. A guardian for international peace and security, peace and security, sits on the visitor's plaza outside hashtag UN headquarters. If that sounds a little bit like First Thessalonians, that's because it's First Thessalonians. Not trying to be cute, but this is chapter 5 verses 1 through 3. The Apostle Paul is writing to this church in Thessalonica and he says, now brothers and sisters, about times and dates we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, while people are saying, peace and security. Some of your translations render it safety. It's the same word in the Greek, asphalia, which can be translated safety or security. In other words, the Lord's going to come as a thief in the night while people, while they are saying two specific words, peace and security. So what's going to happen while they're saying those two words, peace and security? I'm so glad you asked, because he answers it. He says, while people are saying peace and security, destruction will come on them suddenly. This is what's known as sudden destruction. Here's the thing about sudden destruction. I know this is again very, very profound. It's very sudden, sudden destruction. The destruction will come on them, not we, them suddenly while they're erecting peace and security statues in front of the United Nations headquarters that eerily resembles the beast described in the book of Daniel and in the book of Revelation as a preview of coming attractions, if I can say it like that. They're just setting everything up. It's almost like an announcement. The beast is here. I hope you know that, by the way. I mean, the system's getting set up, right? You know that the Antichrist is alive and well. He just hasn't been revealed yet. And he cannot be revealed until we are removed. I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to come back to that. So while people are saying peace and security, destruction will come on them suddenly, 
as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Now why do I emphasize and underscore and highlight the word they and them? Because the inference is there's a delineation between the they and the we. That's they, not we. They will not escape this sudden destruction that's coming down on them while they are proclaiming peace and security. Sudden destruction comes down on them. They will not escape, but we will. Come on, you know what I'm talking about, right? Have you not had well-intentioned Christian friends, maybe even non-Christians, refer to the rapture as the great escape? In fact, sometimes it's couched in terms of, you just want to escape. I'm like, and you don't? (laughs) What? The great escape. We who are alive and remain will escape. They will not escape the sudden destruction. I, I know I've said this, I'm not dogmatic about this, and I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but I'm going to say it nonetheless. I am becoming increasingly convinced that when sudden destruction comes down on them, (laughs) Jesus comes back for us. So I'm like, yeah, bring it. I mean, that thing is hideous and evil and demonic, but uh, put up as many as you want, because that means Jesus is coming to take me out of here. We will escape the wrath that is coming. Well, this brings me to the fourth one. The handwriting is on the wall concerning the imminent rapture of the church of Jesus Christ prior to the commencement of the seven-year tribulation. Now please hear me out when I say this. It's really important. By the way, the enemy doesn't want you to hear this for what I think would be deemed obvious reasons. But if you were to ask me what I thought was one of the most important truths for Christians to be settled on doctrinally, this would be it. We live in a world now that is most unforgiving of being wishy-washy concerning the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture. But this is no time to be back and forth unsure. I mean, I sure hope it is. And I want to talk more about that in a moment, but this is sound doctrine. This is sound, this is truth. The rapture of the church of Jesus Christ has to happen before the seven year tribulation. And again, we devoted an update to this. We have the link for it. There's also a downloadable PDF file where we go through seven reasons that the rapture has to happen before the seven-year tribulation. And in fact, they're in the form of an acronym, spelling the word rapture. There's seven letters in the word rapture. How clever is that? 
I didn't come up with it, but <laughs> I'm not that clever. But seven reasons why the rapture has to be before the seven-year tribulation. One last thing on this. If this is an issue for you, please know that that's okay. That's good. If you're needing to kind of bring this sound doctrine back onto the table and blow the dust off it and revisit it, you need to do that. Now's the time to do that. Because if you have any doubts, then you might as well write a blank check and sign it and give it to the enemy. I'll explain why I say that. Doubtless you've heard that saying, ignorance is bliss. By the way, that comes out of the Bible too. They totally stole. They need to get their own material. That comes out of Ecclesiastes, by the way. With much knowledge comes much sorrow and grief. Ignorance is bliss, the world says. Think about this. When it comes to ignorance of Bible prophecy, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance can be torment. And here's how I get there. If one is ignorant of Bible prophecy in these last days, in this world, at this time, with everything that's happening, fear and torment can set in. And make no mistake about it, the enemy's going to hand it to you a thousand times a day on a silver platter. If you're ignorant of Bible prophecy, I mean, why do you think it is that well nigh one third of the pages of Holy Writ, the entirety of the Bible, is prophecy? Because God does not want us to be ignorant concerning Bible prophecy. In fact, throughout the epistles, time and time again, don't be ignorant. Be not ignorant. God wants us to know. Because He knows that if we don't know, we have this propensity to be given over to fear and despair concerning the future. But when you do know, let me flip it around the other side, when you do know how this ends, and you do know sound doctrine, that the rapture happens before the seven-year tribulation, you sleep a lot better at night. I know I do. Well, this last week the Lord <laughs> really ministered to me out of the Gospel of John. Can I draw your attention to the 14th chapter, verses 1 through 4? Now let me just kind of give you the backstory here. I think it's so apropos to us today. Jesus has just basically got done telling them that this is the end. This is how it ends. I'm leaving you, and I'm going to be handed over to the Son of Man. I'm going to be crucified. I will be resurrected, and they are freaking out. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. 
He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.